This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Race Again. Yes, it's the first Monday of the month and it's Q2. Now, as Malaysia opens up the world post-pandemic, it's not really post yet, but you know, we're learning to live with it. The number one priority for businesses everywhere is sales. And a key asset to getting huge sales is a company's highly performing and successful salespeople. Having coached and trained salespeople and sales teams for over two decades, Jeevan Sahadevan, founder of Leverage Lab, has put together a framework of key habits that successful salespeople embrace on autopilot. Uh, today, we'll look at the 12 habits of highly successful salespeople and how to install these habits and win big this year. Good morning, Jeevan. Good morning, Frida. Good to be here as always. These habits that we're about to talk about, does the industry matter? No, it doesn't at all. In fact, uh, all that matters is that you have salespeople, you have a sales team, and that they install these habits, they run these habits on autopilot, and well, they manifest these habits. And these are incredible habits, actually. So you you want your sales teams manifesting, embracing all 12 of them. They're really, really powerful habits. Right. We all want to have good habits, but it's often very hard to maintain. And I'm sure many salespeople will struggle to get certain good behaviors into automated habits. So what's your advice to help people form these good habits? Okay. Well, the biggest issue or problem as to why people don't form a habit that they want to form, a good habit. So someone wants to have a habit, whether it's a a habit to run every morning or whether it's to eat at certain times and certain types of meals, whatever it may be, the number one reason why these things don't happen is because they don't have a system. Mm. So they don't actually have a system. And, and I think people think too hard about this. They come up with all kinds of stuff on like, I need to have this habit and they put all kinds of difficulty into it. Actually, all you need is a, just just a simple system. Let's just take a look at, at habits that we already have. For instance, brushing your teeth. Mm. You already have a system. You know, you've got the toothbrush somewhere, located somewhere with a toothpaste and you don't go around looking for it every morning. It's like, where did I put it last <laughs> night? You know, where do I, where's my toothpaste? Why is there a different one here today? I thought it was blue in color. <laughs> so you see, you, you, you don't do that. I mean, I don't know about you. You, might, you probably walk around with your toothbrush all over the house and you can't find it. But, <laughs> but the thing is, See, you've got a system for it. So, and this is the challenge. So with habits, it's the same thing. You want to set up a system, a simple system whereby you remove thinking. Mm. You no longer think. It's just behavior that's automated. Right. As long as thinking comes back into the picture, then the behavior isn't automated. And that makes it difficult. That's why you find certain things that that you do on habits simply because you've reached a system and automated behavior. And it could be as simple as, you know, you walk into the house and you turn left towards the fridge and then you eat something. Mm. So that's an automated behavior. And that's a system there too as well. There's a fridge, food you constantly buy and put back into that shelf so that you keep eating it. Right. It's all a system. So so what we're going to look at today, these 12 habits um, to all our listeners who are listening in, the, they are, they've got to start to think about how can I set up a system so that I can, without thinking, run each of these habits mm. and then you, you find that your behavior on automatic is high performing right okay let's jump right in what is habit number one go right in okay so so again uh just just keep that in mind it's about creating a system so that 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 you're running a behavior on autopilot and i'll address this from time to time mm. all right habit number one so the 12 habits so i've been working with salespeople now for two decades and, and I've worked with them and I've noted that specific certain types of habits uh, increase performance magnificently. 
magnificently. And the best part is, is on autopilot. It just happens in the background. Mm. And this is amazing. So that's what I've identified. And these are the, these are the habits that I'm bringing across. And every salesperson out there, they want to really embrace these habits and put a system around it. Number one, the first habit is, so the 12 habits of highly successful salespeople have been number one, they enter a room well prepared. Mm-hmm. So the first habit is salespeople who are highly performing, they enter a room well prepared. They're not, they're not going to wing it. So some, sometimes it's really cool to, to tell people, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to get in there and try to wing it or try to do it and, you know, just, just ace it on the go. No, very highly performing salespeople are always well prepared. So, for example, what am I talking about? Number one, knowledge. Mm. They've got very good knowledge about the product or the service They've, or, or about the industry. Number two, tools. They've got the tools they need to close the sale, um, whether it's brochures or, or, or software or whatever it is that you need. Number three, product mastery. Right. So their mastery of the product. Imagine buying a car and, and you want to buy a Mercedes or a BMW and, and the person doesn't have product mastery. It'll irritate you if you start asking questions and, and they can't even answer. It'll irritate you. Uh, this, the next uh, fourth thing is, is documentation. They've got all the documentation to take your order, to process your order, to make it work. So sales, the first, this first habit, unfortunately, is not a habit many, many salespeople actually have. They're not even well Yeah, I agree. You know, sometimes, you know, companies uh, don't look at training. Uh, they are salespeople and assume they know what to do. Exactly. Well, you, you think, you know, but I've gone to so many companies and they don't have it. So it's up to the sales guy to go looking for it. Right. To go and put it together, to assemble it together. So there's no system. There's nothing there them mm. so this is a challenge this is where management needs to come in as well and and get these people well prepared so that whenever they enter a room when they're with a prospect they're well prepared they got the knowledge they got the tools they got the product mastery and they got the documentation to process the sale it's really simple and you think it, it's a no-brainer but you'd be surprised how many salespeople aren't just just not prepared mm. and so that's, that's the first habit so that's a really simple basic but a very fundamental habit that's the first one Okay, so that's the first one. What's the second one? So yeah, so that's the first habit. Now comes the second one. The second habit, another very interesting habit, and all highly successful salespeople do this on autopilot. The second habit is qualify prospects. Mm. They qualify their prospects before going to meet them. They qualify all the right prospects. They don't waste their time. Mm. So many salespeople just see anyone and everyone that they can. But let me give an example of what I mean by qualifying prospects. For example, decision maker. Imagine if you're selling a a property and you go to see the, the, a guy whose wife is actually the decision maker. So no matter what you tell this person and how well you present to this person, the wife decides and the wife's not there. So the decision maker... The there. wife always decides, okay? The wife always <laughs> decides. So there you go. And, and you know, you can't do anything now. And, and so very, very successful salespeople, they qualify that. They'll say, look, uh, who are the decision makers for this property? Before I come and see you, can I can I ask you who are the decision makers? Is it your mom and dad? Is it your wife? Is it, is it the husband? Who is it? And then you want to make sure that decision makers are there mm. so that you can then present to the right people. So so that's one example of, a, of qualifying prospects, the decision makers. The second example would be the right target market. Mm. So many people just go to the wrong target market. You know, you've got to work with the right target market. You've got to know, okay, which are the target markets that are best for me, for the kind of product and services I sell and, and the sort of income I want to make? Who would be the right target markets? 
The third thing you want to do within qualifying prospects is you want to make sure the person is warm. Mm. So it's not a cold person when you meet up. So you want to, you want to make sure you establish some form of a relationship even before you meet with the person. So it's a warm prospect. And of course, you want to make sure they're interested. Mm. So this is someone who's actually interested. Imagine trying to sell a property or a unit trust or a car to someone who's not even interested in buying. So then you're, you're really, you're, you're really, it's really an uphill battle when, when that happens. So very effective salespeople, very highly successful salespeople, they qualify their prospects. Right. And that's very, very important. So the first number one, habit number one is they enter a room well prepared. So they've got a system, like you said, a checklist. They've got it all to know that they can enter the room well prepared. Mm. Number two, they qualify the prospect. So again, they have a system here on how they do it. And in a certain way, they speak on the phone and, and whatever it is that they do. So that's number two. Number three, the third habit of highly successful salespeople is establish rapport before selling. Mm, yeah. Before they sell to the prospect they must establish rapport. Why? So many people ask me this question, Jivan, why should we do that? The answer is very simple. Two things, like and trust. Mm. People buy from people they like and trust. You know, you think about the last time you bought something, you don't buy from someone you don't like or don't trust. You just won't buy. You know, so if you like the person, but you don't trust them, you won't buy. If you don't like them, but you trust them, you still won't buy. So like and trust is a very important thing. So that's why you want to establish rapport. You want to establish a lot of rapport with the prospect so that they like and trust you and your ability to sell becomes a lot easier than if you didn't have that rapport. Mm. And of course, there's so many things you can do to create this rapport. Uh, one of the easiest things is to be an expert. Mm. Be an absolute expert at what it is that you're selling. People love that. Everyone loves dealing with an expert. Right. You know, like if you go cut your hair and then the person who's going to do it is an absolute expert, talks about all the different types of hair you could have on your head and then you're like wow you know if, if you're if you're going to buy a property and the person's an expert on on all the area you know uh, the kind of property prices that have uh, in the last 20 years in this area that you're buying a property mm. so you see you love it so that's one way to establish rapport another way would be find common ground mm -hmm. what's your hurry so I tell salespeople look don't be in a hurry to close the sale find some common ground first you know human beings are tribal creatures you know, we, we like to have something in common with somebody else. That's why you find sometimes during football season, mm -hmm. sales go up tremendously. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. It's like, you know, if you're Manchester United and he's Manchester United and Manchester United won last night, that's it. You got the sale. <laughs> don't talk about it. But here's Liverpool and you're Manchester United. You probably don't want to talk about it. You, know, you don't want to go there. So that's a major common ground. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I've seen people close so much sales during football season. It is absolutely nuts. <laughs> it's just because of common ground. Now, religion, they say, don't talk about religion, race, or politics wrong. You can if it's the same. Right. If you, if you have the same religion as someone else in the same political party as someone else, or, you know, same race, and all these things are common grounds. Why would you not talk about it? But of course, if it's drastically different, you, you don't really want to go there. So then it becomes an argument. Right. But I have a question. Why do you always go back to all these bad habits, even when we know that they are bad? Well, it has to do with every human being is motivated by two forces and that's pain and pleasure. So everything mm. we do is to either avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Right. So bad habits sometimes can be very pleasurable, like, you know, eating chocolates till you faint or something <laughs> like you know, something like, I don't know, having like the, how you like your chocolate cheesecakes or something <laughs> like that. But see, bad habits can tend, tend to sometimes be very pleasurable. So 
Uh, people do that. They, they, they try to avoid pain and they try to gain pleasure. So sometimes these forces can, can mess you up. So the first thing to do is to start becoming aware. You know, when you've got a bad habit, it will be aware. Is this bad habit because I'm trying to avoid some pain, like cleaning up my house? Mm. Uh, or is it to gain some pleasure, like, like you know, some immediate satisfaction from eating a very high sugar meal? Mm. Um, so, so, you know, so, so, so very often bad habits is simply because of that. Right. And same with good habits. You know, sometimes we don't want to form the good habits because it takes a lot of pain initially to set up the system to make, make yourself run through the process. You just need to, to set up a system and, and run a habit nonstop. Keep doing it on a regular, consistent basis and it becomes autopilot. Mm. At some point, it becomes you. So, But you've got to break through this pain and pleasure barriers. And you've got to break through it. So that's, that's, re- that's really why uh, sometimes bad habits are a lot easier to form than good ones. Right. So, so yeah, so we've got three habits already. So the first habit of, of highly successful salespeople is uh, they enter a room well-prepared. The second habit is they qualify their prospects really, really well. And the third habit is they establish rapport before selling. They can do anything from common ground to being an expert to matching and mirroring the the prospect's behavior and body language and so on. Number four, the fourth habit of highly successful salespeople is they prime their mindsets. Mm -hmm. Prime their mindsets. So they prime their mindsets. And I make sure when I train and coach salespeople, I get them to do this. They prime their mindsets before they go into a meeting. So, so here's how you do it. Human beings, we've got three main modalities that we operate that the, in the way we, we witness the world. The three main, I mean, there's, they're essentially a, a, a couple, but the three main ones are visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. Mm. So priming your mindset, what you've got to do is simply this. This is all you've got to do. Number one, you've got to visual, you've got to see your success. So you've got to be able to visualize and see yourself closing the sale, see the person telling you, I love this, I, I want to buy, I want to get this. See it so clearly in your mind so that the brain only understands that. Mm. Second is auditory. You want, to, you want to listen to powerful music and affirmations. You want to tell yourself, I'm great, I'm handsome, I'm a magnificent sales closer. And so <laughs> you flex that, those biceps and say it, you know, and slap your chest and go, hey, I'm amazing, you know, that sort of stuff. And, right. and you want to play the rocky music on the way to, to work. You know, as you're driving for sales, you want to play the rocky music or something. So, so you're, you're really zinged up, your mindset's pumped up like crazy. And the third one, kinesthetic, is you want to feel what it is like to have the sale. So for instance, imagine they're going to close the sale that say well, 1 million ringgit. You want to feel how you would feel after you've closed that sale. You want to take that feeling in advance. You want to, you want to bring it from the future to the present. Mm. So if you prime your mindset like this, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, and, you, and it becomes a habit of yours as a salesperson, you'll be closing sale after sale. It's incredible. Right. Absolutely incredible. So I get my sales teams when I coach them to prime their mindset. We do role plays on this as well, on how they can prime their mindset. It's absolutely powerful. Very, And you know, anyone listening in right now, do this for their next meeting, just before you go into the next uh, sales, sales meeting. Do this, prime your mindset and see what happens. Very often things will happen the way you primed it. Mm. So, so that's number four. That's habit number four. Habit number five, highly successful salespeople are goals oriented. Mm. They're very goals oriented. And this is the thing, you know, they know what they want. I sometimes talk to salespeople. I say, so what's your goal this year? I said, make money, you know, I want to make money and all that. But they're not clear. Mm. So you've got, and, and your goals have to be your goals, not your company's goals. The company will always give you an, a goal that they feel is achievable for you. And, and very often I feel it's too low. 
Mm. The goals that companies give salespeople I often find is too low. And they, they, they look at it as a barrier. Salespeople always look at the company's quota as a ceiling. They say, oh gosh, so that's what we'll, so I've got to do 500,000 in sales or 3 million in sales. And they see it as a ceiling. I tell them that that's the floor. Right. <laughs> you know, that's just the floor. That's just what they think you should be getting. Who cares what they think? <laughs> but this is the thing. Very often when you look at the actual numbers and you look at what you're capable, what you are capable of, mm. quota you've been given is nowhere near what you're capable of. And it's just what someone gives it to feel it's a safe way a safe performance that a salesperson should have in the company, but it's nowhere near what you're capable of. Why would you want to underperform? Why would you want to want not, not get the best that you can get because you're getting paid a commission from every sale. So why would you not get all that you can get rather than just get the quota? Right. So I always tell people, ignore the quota is just consider that a minimum, mm. get way beyond the quota. So, so, so that, that in itself is, is a mindset. And we think bigger and you ask for better things. Right. You will ask for better things, for better support. You're, you're, you're not giving excuses anymore. You're not blaming people anymore. Everybody's busy blaming everybody out there. Mm. So you know, you're, you're beyond all of that. So, so you see, goals-oriented people are very different. And one of the things, now this one, anyone can do this. Um, anyone listening can do this, is to write down your goals two times a day, every day. Mm. Try that. I call it AMPM goal writing. So AM in the morning, anytime in the morning somewhere, you write down all your goals. See if you've got six goals, you write the six goals down and you write it in present tense or past tense. So for example, if your goal is to buy a black BMW 5 Series, you don't say, I'm going to buy a black BMW. You say, I bought a mm -hmm. black BMW, a 5 Series black BMW. And it's kind of odd when you first say it because it's in the past tense, like as if you're describing something you've already done. But you do it like that and you write it down every day, two times a day. And this is insane because you're, what's happening is you're creating a neural pathway in your brain towards those goals. And the brain is now finding all kinds of ways on a subconscious level for you to get that goal because you are acting as if you've already gotten it. And the brain wants now, the brain wants to get you to be congruent with your dominant thought. Right. And this is insane. So you will, you will, you will just start, any, anyone listening to this, just start it today. Just start today, write down your goals twice a day, every day, even Sunday, you know, <laughs> twice on a Sunday. So, yeah. <laughs> now that's five habits. I'm here with Jeevan Saadevan from Leverage Lab and he's here on the first Monday of every month. And of course, we're today we're talking about the 12 habits of highly successful salespeople and we'll continue our conversation right after this. Stay tuned to Enterprise BFM 89.9. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Race Your Game. I'm here with Jeevan Sardevan from Leverage Lab. And he's here the first Monday of every month. We're talking about the 12 habits of highly successful people. What is the sixth habit? Number six. So habit number six is plan the day. So highly successful salespeople, they don't leave the day to chance. You see, the, the really useless ones leave the day to chance. They just say, let's see what happens today. And the whole day they think about food. These are the really, the really lousy ones. It is raining today. Yeah, the rain. Oh no, it's raining, so I can't do any sales. But then your sales is in the building. So the rain shouldn't matter. <laughs> Why does it matter if it rains? The building's waterproof. So, you know, this is the thing. I hear stupid excuses all the time. You know, people come up with all sorts of stuff. Like, oh, no, it's, it's a traffic jam. But, well, it, you're going just two kilometers. What, what traffic jam is that? So, 
So the thing is, so, so when you plan your day, now how do you do this? Look at your working day in a, in a format of one-third, one-third, one-third. So for example, mm. uh, the first one-third of your working day would be from 6 o'clock in the morning till about 11 o'clock in the morning, somewhere there. And that's a, the, the morning part, the first one-third. The second one-third could be something along the lines of 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., you know, where the lunch break and everything comes in. And the third one-third is after the lunch break from about 2 o'clock to, to 6 o'clock. Mm. So your day is broken into three one-thirds. Now, here's my question. What happens in each of those thirds? So maybe in the first one third, you're doing a lot of preparatory work, you know, making calls, you're checking on appointments, and, and then you've got a good lunch in the second one third and some reading and lunch and priming. And the third one third, you get out there and you close the sales. Right. This is a good, good way to do it. So my question is always to salespeople is what's happening in your one third? So very, very successful salespeople, this is on autopilot. Mm. The one third, one third, one third is on autopilot already. So they're not struggling to wake up in the morning or things like that. They're up because they got to get the first one third done. Mm. So they're already up. And, you know, lunch will take care of itself in the second one third. And in the third one third, you're, you're already seeing prospects and closing sales. So, so that's so that's what I mean by planning your day. You know, you, you really come to grips with, with what's happening in each of these segments. Mm. And that's that's habit number six. Habit number seven and eight are nuclear nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. These are really powerful habits. Habit number seven, and it's, I, I find it incredibly amazing how many salespeople don't have habit seven and eight. And those that do have it, they smash targets all the time. Mm. Here's habit number seven. Habit number seven is daily prospecting. Daily prospecting. So what does this mean? That means every day you are doing something to generate a lead. Because if you've got no prospects, you've got nothing. Mm. You're, going, you're not going to have any appointments. You're not going to have anything. So highly successful salespeople are doing something every day to get prospects. Maybe they're doing Facebook updates. Uh, maybe they're taking, uh, they, they're, they're posting the pictures with their prospects yesterday. Mm. Uh, maybe they're doing telemarketing or they're SMSing or they're WhatsApping. They're constantly out there prospecting. Right. So I, I say this, you know, ABP, always be prospecting. Always be prospecting. Everywhere you go, always be prospecting. So very high, highly successful salespeople are always prospecting. Mm. So daily prospecting is a key. So you've got to ask yourself, are you doing it daily? And you know, if you're not, you're just prospecting once in a while, you're not going to be a legendary salesperson because you've got no prospects. Right. So that's number seven. Number eight is daily follow-up. Mm. But this is another nuclear weapon. These two are nuclear weapons. So so they have a good, so highly successful salespeople have a good system to capture information on all their prospects and in notes about their prospects. And they do daily follow-up. So let me give you an example, Frida. Mm. Let's say this week you met five prospects. Then next week you meet another five prospects plus you follow up with last week's five prospects. And then the following week you meet another five prospects plus you follow up with the last two weeks, 10 prospects. And then the next week you meet another five and then you follow up the last 15. Mm-hmm. This is insane. Next thing you know, every day of the year, you're closing sales. Right. If you do daily, the, the number one reason in the world why salespeople don't close sales is there's no next step. Once they meet a prospect, there's no next step. Mm. So they don't do the follow-up to get the next step. So yes, that's where this um, habit comes in, daily follow-up. And number nine, sales habit number nine is daily association with winners. Right. Many, very often, uh, many salespeople like to hang around the other salespeople who are doing badly like them. And then everyone whinges and moans and misery loves company. And <laughs> next thing you know, let's all go downhill together sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so you want to associate with the winners because the conversation is different. Right. When you hang around winners and, and the conversation is different, like I tell business people, entrepreneurs, hang around other entrepreneurs who are going places with their businesses. They're doing things. The conversation is different. They're looking at marketing, selling. They're looking at recruitment. They're looking at operations, systems, and all sorts of stuff. Right. Instead of just whining and moaning. So, Daily association of winners, this is such a powerful habit. Mm. Um, it gives you better conversations. It gives you better references to what's possible for you. Right. If you think you're, you're, it's not possible for you to get the success and then you talk to someone who's got way bigger success than you were aiming for, that changes your reference point mm. and it gives you better strategies and methods because sometimes what you know is all you know. Mm. And you know, you need, what you don't know is, is you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, you want, when you talk to successful people, you're like, oh, wow, I never tried that. I didn't realize that. Right. And there's so many groups, Facebook groups and all that. I was talking to a lady who wanted to, to become a vegan and she wanted support on vegan. I mean, she just wants to be a vegan. So I said, look, go and join a vegan group in Facebook. They're not going to talk about fish. <laughs> so you, know, you can vegan all you want in that. Yeah. I mean, half the time you talk to your friends, you're fighting with them about why they should eat only plants. But, but if you go to the vegan group, everyone's supporting you. Everyone's gonna love it so so there you go so 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 that's that's uh so that's that's why you want to associate with winners number 10 this is the one habit many salespeople just don't like and the winners love it so number 10 is self-analyze mm. successful salespeople they can self-analyze they can take a look at what went wrong and they can they can do this they can they know what they must begin they know what they must eliminate and they know what they must improve. Right. So what are some things you've got to start doing? What are some things you've got to stop doing? And what are some things you've got to improve as you do that, do more of it? Mm. So self-analyze, uh, self-analyzing allows you to do that. So the self-analysis process actually allows you to see the gaps in your skill, see the gaps in your abilities, you know, and if you can't self-analyze, you don't know the gaps. Mm. And, and, you know, you could be saying something that's killing all your sales. And without some ability to reflect, you're not going to see that. So mm. one of the best ways to, to do self-analysis is to write in your journal. Is just write down what are the things that happened? What could you have done better? What could you have done better? How could you have done it? By writing in your journal on a daily basis, your, your brain starts processing information differently. And, and you become very good very fast. So this is a, an amazing habit. Right. Absolutely amazing habit, number 10. Number 11. Again, not a very common habit, but all the winners have it. Number 11 is salespeople who are highly successful, they read in four areas. So highly successful people read in four different areas. And I coach my clients to make sure they do this. So the four areas are, number one, of course, is marketing and sales. Mm. So they read books, magazines, or literature, or, or blogs on marketing and sales information. Number two is personal development. They, they read stuff on better speed reading or habit forming or whatever that may be. Number three is leadership. Right. Uh, they read stuff on leadership and management so they improve themselves. And number four is industry development. So their own industry. So if you're a property agent, you've got to read the age magazine or, you know, you've got to know what's happening in your industry. What's the latest tax rates? You know, what are the latest tax rates? What, what are the latest laws? If you're a unit trust consultant, what's happening in the industry? When there's a war, what's going on? Why do stocks go up or down? Mm. So you've got to know this stuff. So that's, that's number 11. And the final one, it's a very nice one, number 12. And again, it's, it's a very critical habit and successful sales people are brilliant at this habit as well. Number 12 is daily relaxation and recreation. Right. Daily relaxation and recreation. So, you know, they, after a really good day of selling, you want to switch off. 
if you switch off well, you will switch on well. And you want to swim, you want to jog, you want to read, you want to do some gardening, you want to meet up with friends, you want to go out there for a Guinness, or you know, you want to do some meditation, you want to do some yoga. Mm. So, so you want to make sure you do that. You want you do that. So these are the habits. Let me just do a very quick recap. But these are the twelve habits of highly successful salespeople. Now, if you want to be a very highly successful salesperson, you want to make sure that you embrace these twelve habits. And you create a system for executing it in your life. So here they are again. Number one is they enter a room well prepared. So you're always well prepared whenever you go to a situation. Number two is the qualified prospects. They don't just see anyone. They qualify them. Number three, they establish rapport before selling. So you make sure that the person likes and trusts you. Number four, they prime their mindsets. So they enter in like a champion. Number five, they are goals oriented. Number six, they plan the day. Number seven, daily prospecting. Number eight, daily follow-up. Number nine, daily association with winners. Number 10, self-analysis. Number 11, reading in four areas. And number 12, daily relaxation and recreation. And these are the 12 habits of highly successful salespeople. And all the best to every salesperson out there. Right. Of course, you know, there has been Jeevan Sade from, from Leverage Lab. He won't be here for the first Monday of next month because it is a public holiday. He will be back again in June. And I hope you enjoyed the session. You've been listening to Raise the Game. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.